Three, three, two, two, one. It's time for the show. Action. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences past and present of everyday people. And now, here's your host, the one and only, Asher, Asher Chua. I see you're in your studio. In my I studio, see, man. I see the mic in the background. It's a uh, it's a junky place these days, man. Hey, man, you gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta 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 do what I gotta do. Gotta keep it real. I was like, am I gonna dress this thing up? I'm like, nah. This is this is what I got. This this is this is where I come from. I got a lot of um, I got a lot of unfinished work to do in here. Um, but I think that's kind of that kind of speaks to what I feel like I need to be doing musically anyway. There's just so much so much to do. So, hey, man, the important thing I was like when you shared the album with me i was like oh man okay i see you because I, I know you've been playing like you've been in the music for as long as i've known you since like way back in high school and everything and i'm sure you've been like in the church and everything like that playing the piano since you were young like young young yeah yeah i started when i was 15 i started i started when i was a sophomore in high school man uh my my, my parents neighbor let me borrow his keyboard mm-hmm. um and he told me he told me i could borrow it for two weeks yeah. And two weeks turned into two years. <laughs> <laughs> I held on to it and I, I just self-taught, learned to play. This was before YouTube. I used to, you know, lock myself in my room and uh, just practice radio station, whatever I could hear, yeah. trying to get up, trying to learn it. And before I knew it, it started to make some sense to me. And man, it's just been rolling from there. Awesome. Man, it's funny. Uh, well, not, not like a hard pivot, but one thing I was like, I've been like, you've been doing that since 15. I, I've been getting into podcasting within the last two years and I was like okay like I think I finally got it <laughs> I finally kind of got it uh marked down to two questions or at least one question that I like to ask so let me ask this for you and for the audience Matt who do you say you are <laughs> man you hit deep from the jump <laughs> oh my gosh um, I mean you could start from the surface and then we'll work our way down <laughs> Man, it's, it's funny. So um, I would definitely say, first off, I'm a man of faith. Um, that's the one thing I never forget is, um, you know, what drives me and what motivates me. What what has changed me over time is a genuine walk with Christ. Um, and, you know, that's that's all of the, the characteristics and everything from integrity to, you know, treating people right to being compassionate. Um, all those are rooted in, in my faith. Um, so that's the first first thing is I'm a follower of Jesus. The second is um, the second. Second thing is I'm a family man. <laughs> I'm a family man. Um, you know, I've always been very close to my parents, um, and, and you you know this from from you know us growing up together. Um, always been close to my parents, my family. We've been through some some hard times, some tough times, and I think in those in those moments, it, it changes you, it transforms you to. Um, it gives I think more perspective and meaning to life and what matters. And um, for me, I've been my parents have been in the trenches with me, and I've been in the trenches with them. Mountain high, valley low. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and then within that, I'm a husband, you know, been married now. It'll be three years in September. Um, and then as of, thank you, as of, uh, September, 2020, I'm a dad. Um, so, you know, it's, it's my faith, it's my family. And then, you know, there's all the other stuff, which, 
um, I think at the heart of it all is my music. Mm. And, you know, while I, I cert- I'm, a, I'm a professional too, you know, I, I work in economic development, something I've really gravitated towards and, uh, you know, really um, have a passion for, mm-hmm. which is helping drive job growth and job creation and community. So um, I've been very fortunate to do that at a high level in my day job. But um, beyond any of that, and I think, you know, at the foundation of all of those is who I am as a musician. And that's what I am. I am. Um, I'm really a musician, even when I'm not. Even when I'm not on the keys, or even when I'm not, you know, making any kind of music. Um, ultimately, our life is a song, and mm-hmm. how we want that song to be sang, and you know what we want people to say about us, both now and and after we're gone. You know, we're all we're all writing the lyrics to that day by day. Um, and so, I'm a musician at at the core of who I am. Uh, you know, from from 15 on to now, music is what drives so much of what I do. Right. And um, <laughs> even while I'm even while I'm sitting at my office at work, I'm still humming music. Or- <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got I got YouTube playing at just the lowest level, uh, you know, audibly possible from my iPhone. But mm. um, everything I do is in an atmosphere of music. So, um, so I would say I'm a I'm a man of faith, I'm a man of family, and then I'm a musician. Awesome. Um, who I am is there's music somewhere, always around. Um, that's just kind of it's like it's almost like how you know dolphins excel in water, mm-hmm. and you know um, cheetahs, some of the fastest animals in the world, excel you know on ground. For me, it's an atmosphere of music. Mm. <laughs> Man, I love I love that how you said that an atmosphere of music. I feel like um, how do they say music is almost like a universal language where you you may not speak the same language as somebody else, but it's like whenever you get the music, especially if it's like um, Afro beats or something like that, for some reason it's like you just hear the drums or you just hear like the melodic sounds. And you're like, oh man, okay, okay, that just hits my soul real quick. You can't help but move. I right. mean, it, 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 it doesn't matter what mood you are. It doesn't matter what kind of day you have. You may not even be a, a very rhythmic person, but there's something about that Afro beat sound, just the syncopation. You right. Know, you <laughs> before you know it, you just vibe into it. Right. You know, it's funny, like, play Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Oh, my gosh. You know, doom, 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 doom. It, it just yeah. moves, moves you in such a way. Um, yeah, that's what that's what music does, man. It's almost like it's, it's almost like how um, it's just it's magnetic. It's mm. magnetic. And, and, and like you said, yeah, it, it transcends it transcends culture. It transcends language. It, it, yeah. it transcends background and experience. Man, good music just it, it, it changes your perspective. True. Very true. Like, it's crazy because um, what would you say? your your exposure to music was from like a youth till like becoming an adult um definitely at church <laughs> right right um, <laughs> i was gonna say we have that similar experience where i was like I, ne- I heard nothing but gospel music growing up that's it man that's it that's that's what that's what started it all was um being in church i come from a very musical family anyway mm. um going back to you know definitively my uncle my uncle eddie um he started a he was a he, he helped start a choir at my alma mater um mm. way back in the 1970s university of west georgia called the united voices gospel choir um right. that, you know in Carrollton. shout out to shout out to uwg right <laughs> um, then and then he he comes back home to dalton and starts this choir called uh, 
um, Young, Gifted, and Black, YGB. Mm. Um, but, you know, my uncles, aunts, my dad all say that he taught them how to sing. Mm. Um, he, he was kind of some of the first exposure to um, music in a very lively way, um, right. you know, outside of just traditional hymns for our family. And that's just trickled through, you know, my generation and the, and the generation after us is... Um, we're a very musical bunch. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not even the best pianist in my family. That goes to my cousin. We call him Ro Willie. <laughs> uh, but he has a he has a very heavy jazz background. Um, but across the board, my family when we get together, we sing. Um, and then you've got several pianists to choose from. Yeah, we've got drummers in the family, so um, we we just got a we got a band all together. So um, church was definitely the second place. But as I explored, I realized that hmm, I've got a bunch of singing uncles and aunts too. And cousins so yeah. you know maybe maybe there's a place for me there something i should be doing on the music side and started on the drums just started exploring with that you know before i knew it that you know the, the guy who was playing piano at the church at the time he he moved away and so um i'm in high school and i've been playing for so long realized we need somebody to play piano and so mm. that's what kind of led me to want to learn was i knew i, I kind of had an idea where i wanted the music to go right we didn't have the technical ability to know how to get there so i just started practicing man and got Golly, I mean, God gave the gift, but I, I put in a lot of time and still do to um, to play in and getting better. And, and then in college is, is really when things took off because I that's when I started my exploration around jazz, um, the jazz world, the, the beauty and the music of jazz, the, the, the textures, the complexity. And, um, you know, college just really brought in a whole a whole nother side, a whole nother dimension of music that I didn't know. I went mm-hmm. from you know just being able to play gospel stuff to um, the jazz, which that just that changed my life forever. <laughs> right. It's like, like it's like it's like economics or the ABCs, you know, mm-hmm. like once you learn this stuff, you can't unlearn it. You can't you can't unsee or deprogram yourself. Once you learn to count, right. you count, you're good. You, you, you're squared away forever. Once you get exposure to jazz in a musical way, um, it, you're you're done. <laughs> you're changed. You're right. changed. It makes everything better. Yeah. So I, I know you, you said you went to um, University of West Georgia. Like, did you make that decision knowing your uncle went there beforehand, or is that something you found out once you you got there? Yeah, I, I'd already known he went there. Uh, I actually didn't want to go to West Georgia. I wanted to go to UGA, mm-hmm. or <laughs> I'm still a big Bulldogs fan, or um, I wanted to go to Morehouse. Mm. Um, you know, either of those two schools are where I saw myself and, you know, those kind of being the college destinations for me. Right. But I had a brother and a sister in college at the time. And, if you know, any, you know, the tuition at both of those schools, it ain't cheap. Right. So um, we had to make a business decision. <laughs> Um, you know, it wasn't that I didn't want to go. It just wasn't among my top choices, mm-hmm. um, but I applied anyway, got accepted. And, you know, sure enough, it, it kind of became a legacy thing. I knew about my uncle. He met my aunt, you know, over there. So, mm-hmm. you know, not too long after they finished at West Georgia, they get married. Um, so it kind of already been a legacy thing anyway. I knew about United Voices before I went just because of family stories. And, you know, I'd heard them sing before. Um, but to go back and, and then be a part of that legacy, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that certainly has meant a lot to me. To me, it's meant a lot to my family. Um, we just had a huge United Voices Gospel Choir virtual reunion three weeks ago, and um, they gave a lot of shout outs and, you know, a lot of thanks to my uncle and aunt, you know, kind of pioneering the way back in the 70s. And I'm just honored to be a part of that legacy, um, you know, even right. with the family. 
But um, I, I, I think going to West Georgia was the best school decision I could have possibly made just because of the, the friendships. And I need I needed to be in a smaller setting coming out of coming out of high school. My little wild tail. So <laughs> that, was, uh, that was good. <laughs> that was good for me. <laughs> wild tails. What, what are we talking about, Matt? Maybe, maybe you need to tell me something I don't know. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, when you go off to when you go off to uh, you get away from home, there's you, you experience so much. Right. And, you know, like you and myself, we grew up in very structured environments. Yeah. Um, you get that. You get that initial culture, culture shock. Mm. I don't have to check in with anyone. Right. What do they say? Preachers kids are the worst. Because it's like, don't don't be putting that on me. Right. Right. I do. I'm not in that category. Right. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was definitely a shock. You know, I appreciate the upbringing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of things you have to just you try for yourself. You right. Know, to, um, it's just like, you know, you being told, you know, don't touch the eye of the stove, even though it's hot. Right. Touch you it get anyway. curious. Yep. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of curiosity, especially in my first year. Um, but, you know, to ultimately be around a lot of good friends that were, um, you know, kind of helping keep me accountable in a lot of ways and vice versa. Right. That was a good thing. And, and um, you know, like I said, those those friendships endure um, even to this day. My guys are my guys. And yeah. Some of, some of the lady friends are still are still we, we still keep it tight. Um, and I, I think that I think that that friendship, that accountability is so important to know mm-hmm. you're going through life on your own or by yourself but you know you've got somebody who can who can be there with you and, and understand you and, and, and you know walk through it with you along the way mm-hmm. um, it's made a, it's made a huge difference and you know the, the same is true no doubt even on a deeper level um you know i'm very fortunate you know to have my wife and us just navigating things together it's wonderful right that's good it- I'm always reminded just thinking back on like, how did I get here? And I'm always grateful for like wrapping up in high school, meeting up with you and me, um, Kojo, Friday nights, because I remember like my parents still do this, like they'll have Friday night prayer. But I was like, I like it and I like the upbringing, but I was like, I want to spend time with people around my age. And like you two were a year ahead of me. So I was like, hey, we get together and there's a fourth guy. But for some reason, I'm always struggling to remember his name because it's like I kept in touch with you. And then once Nee went to Southern Poly, like I followed him and I was like, okay, I'll go here too. like figure out what they got going on. He started in architecture. I went to civil, but like those sessions hanging out with you guys Friday nights, it was like, I felt like part of the cool kids because like we finally had like our own little get together group and it was uh it was just nice like just that time spent together like i learned a lot from you guys and a lot of a lot of good things brothers man brothers forever you know yeah. it yeah it was it was uh colton was the fourth guy that's that's his name he actually doesn't live too far away from me okay yeah but so yeah friday nights you know our bible studies or just hanging out you know yeah. chopping it up talking shop or uh, Adrian. Adrian was the other guy too. Yeah. Um, it was either it was a variation of either Colton or Adrian. One of, mm-hmm. one of um, But yeah, we hop in my whip, man, and just go up to a- <laughs> go up to knees, and it's like, okay, knee was almost like oh. I would say the professor. Where I remember. <laughs> Like freshman year, he gave me the rich dad, poor dad book. And I was like, no, I'm too busy. And it's like he was already he was already on it, like reading the right books and different things like that, opening his mind and being just being open to like different ideas where it's like you come from structure. And in my head, I was just like, okay, I'm here at school to get get this degree. So I got to do everything, like put in the hours, like study, everything like that. But when I graduated college and I finally read the book, I was like, okay, I see. I see what you're trying to give me. 
And I was like, I was kind of upset with myself, but then I, I went I like double time and just grabbed all the books I could read, 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 read. And then after a while, I just had to take a pause and just be like, I actually have to apply this stuff. Like, otherwise it makes no sense. Like you have a hundred plus books you've touched, but like how much of it are you actually doing? And then in reading some of them back, I'm like, hey, okay, don't feel so bad because like you did apply some of it. And one thing that sticks out to me from the Rich Dad, Poor Dad book is like the Chicken Little story. And I think that really helped me out last year where I was just like, you can't panic when everybody else is panicking. And like, you can't just be like, the sky's falling, the sky's falling, like Chicken Little. And it's like, no, like more times than not, if everybody's going towards something, just go against the grain and that that will save you like so much headache and it's like you just at peace like just the past two three years have been have been challenging but i think i've grown the most in these years just even doing this podcasting thing where i'm meeting with old friends meeting with new friends but being able to like express myself and be be able to unpack a lot of things where it's like, okay i hadn't thought about that and then when i listen back to it it's like wow okay <laughs> I could literally see where the dominoes were taking place to be like, uh, you're under a lot of pressure right now and this isn't going to work out. Like This is just going to blow up in your face. And it's like, lo and behold, like everything came to a screeching halt for a bit. And it's like, you just kind of tuned out for a little bit, but thankfully family checked in and different things like that. But starting back is just really being mindful of what's going on. What am I doing? What do I need to get done? And just do like, just do one thing like that. That's the thing that just stuck with me just do one thing like you don't need to be on every social media platform you don't need to be doing podcasting real estate consulting coaching engineering it's like just just pump the brakes just just do one find one that works and continue like it doesn't mean you can't have the other ones like everything comes in its seasons that's it man you know it's so that's so key um there is a there's a song by a rock group called the birds and Mm -hmm. the song's called turn 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 to everything turn 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 there is a season turn, turn, turn. Bless the people, man. Bless the people with that voice. That's it. Oh, man. <laughs> but hey, the the whole song actually comes out of Ecclesiastes 3. I had no idea. I think the song was like number one on Billboard charts in 1965 mm-hmm. when it came out. Um, but I can attest, man, I've, I've been going through a, a seasonal change myself. Um, and, you know, just being, you know, open and, and, and honest with you, man, and, and, and kind of sharing with the group. Um, my wife and I, before our baby girl was born, we moved from where we were living mm-hmm. to where we live now. And a part of that was we realized we needed to be closer to family. Hmm. Um, we also wanted to start our family close to family. Right. So that meant for us a, a change from the metro Atlanta area to, you know, close to close to back home. Hmm. Um, and that was it, was it wasn't an easy choice. Um, because, you know, for myself, the last almost eight years of my life have been in Metro Atlanta, Right. you know, Atlanta just abounds with opportunity for whatever it is you're looking for. You can find it in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I found success in economic development. I found success in music. I found success in even just building new friends and relationships. Mm-hmm. All the things I saw were, you know, there were like-minded people there, right. uh, but we, we chose to move back home. What that meant for me though, was I had a longer commute. I was, you know, now commuting from where we live now in, in little bitty Calhoun, Georgia to, um, we love Calhoun by the way, yeah. um, from Calhoun to Alpharetta every day. Um, and you know, for those that don't know the, the <laughs> track there, that's 61 and a half miles one way. Ooh. That's a long drive. <laughs> uh, like, 
it's like an hour and a half. And so, um, you know, I, eventually I knew I needed to find something closer to home. It was easy when we first moved because we were remote, but mm-hmm. um, when we started going back into the office and, you know, th- those remote days where, you know, the, the rhythm worked for me turned into a situation where I was going in every day. And, um, you know, that meant for me that I was exhausted all the time. Mm-hmm. That goes on for about six months before um, here recently a door finally opened for me to work closer to home um, that I'm very grateful for. And I I started I started in that new, you know, work role next month. But um, I can tell you, man, you know, there is such a it's so important to understand the seasons, the seasons you're in. You know, like you said before, um, you know, those seasons of knowing when to hold on to something, of knowing when you need to grow in a certain area. Right. So knowing when you need to let go in some, you know, in some aspects of life or when you just need to kind of hit the pause or, or put, you know, a few matters on the back burner until the timing works best. And um, I think when we learn that, we grow from that. You know, it gives us a better understanding of where we need to be uh, to to make make better sense of things, make better sense of life and, you know, understand that, you know, where we are is is where we can be of value or where we can be of service or where we can be of help and vice versa. Right. You know, the nourishing that we need is going to be in that season. Mm-hmm. We have to understand, you know, what that season is. Is. And um, so when it came to the move and, and to the, you know, the, the job change, fortunately, we kind of we kind of understood that particular season of life. And um, man, I just I see so much growth in you. I think the last time we were together was Thanksgiving two years ago. Yep. Um, and just just how wonderful that was to, to link up, you know, and, um, <laughs> you know, just us being so busy, you know, with, with life and all. But um, the, the growth is wonderful, man. And it, it's raining outside right now. And yeah. <laughs> That uh, that that long drive, you know, every day, um, five days a week. And I know some people have it worse, but um, for me, it was a very tough situation. Mm. But I've, I've learned in that that you know that was some of the that was some of the water I needed to grow. You just mm. like you know, with a seed being planted, um, you know, plants grow in the dark a lot of times, or those seeds start to sprout. You know, yeah. it starts off being planted underground, and the rain comes, and that seed's being beat down on, and you know, it's thundering and lightning, and it's, it's just not comfortable. But eventually, all of that noise starts to make sense. The, the chaos starts to make sense as daylight begins to break through, right. and eventually the tree becomes, you know, a beautiful plant or you know, a, a fruitful tree, whatever it is. Um, but I think I think the same is so true when we go through those seasons of discomfort. You know, there's nothing but growth on the other side. And you know, fortunately enough, we have so many great books and authors, <laughs> you know, that have that have gone through tough times and have experienced that and can help us best understand even how to navigate those seasons. Right. Um, you know, something, uh, you know, I think you and I both kind of share in, in our, our love for uh, really just being bookworms. Um, I know it's, for me, it's at least 30 minutes a day. I have to read something. Right. Um, have you always been a big, a bookworm? Because I, I know I haven't. It wasn't until I got that itch from like reading um, Who Moved My Cheese? And then I made it around to the riches, to um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Richest Man in Babylon and all those that are like self-help, but like thinking, economics, that that type of thing. Like, have you always been a, book, a bookworm? Like growing I have, up? I have, I have. Gotcha. It all started from my sister. Mm. You know, our sister's being good friends growing up 
Yeah. Um, but uh, my sister Tabitha, she used to drag my brother and I to the library, even when we didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I appreciate her taking us there because that's when I started to check out books. And, you know, gotcha. at that right. time, it was books about football players and basketball players. But, you know, naturally that grew into how to navigate a career, finances, mm-hmm. music production, you name it. You know, gotcha. someone's done it. Someone's put it on ink. Someone's documented it. Mm-hmm. And that was there for us to learn and glean from. And like you said, apply. Right. And, um, I'm the type of reader that goes like four or five books at a time with just bookmarks and ink pens and highlighters sprawled everywhere. But mm-hmm. it chaos makes sense to me. Right. Uh, so I'm reading a book right now on, um, I actually have it right by me, the mix, the mixing engineer's handbook. Okay. It's so okay. good. It's so good. <laughs> What's it look like? You got it? You got it right, right there? Yeah, one second. This bad boy here. Ooh. It's so good. It is so good. The author's name is Bobby Ozinski. And okay. I've actually in a recent um in in a in a recent webinar. Um the guy knows his stuff. Yeah. And as I'm learning, as I'm I'm growing myself to be beyond just a musician, mm-hmm. but I've started to pick up engineering. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the whole processing and equalization or EQing as as they call it. Right. Impression to ultimately get music um, from the recording to it being radio ready and ready mm. for release. Mixing and mastering are kind of the other sides that take place behind the soundboard. Right. And it's funny enough, I just started doing that last year at church, was just doing the live sound. Um, but now I have a whole studio here and I've got all this old gear that I've collected the years mm-hmm. and a lot of it is beginning to make sense for me. And a lot of those principles have even been applied to my most recent release, which is Closing Right Minds, where I actually did yeah. all the thing and some of the mastering myself. Nice. First time ever. I'm, I'm so, um, you know, it's not perfect, but I'm glad for how it turned out yeah. because the reception has been wonderful. Yeah. And that gives me confidence for the next time. And the yeah. next time. Yeah. And now I'm even beginning to work with people who are sending me music and say, mm. mix it. Can you master it? Even from what I still think is very much uh, an embryonic endeavor mm-hmm. beginning to grow. And, you know, just like with the podcast, you have to start somewhere. Yeah. I think someone once said that the the journey of a thousand miles begin with the first begins with the first step. Yeah. You just you just have to take that step and you don't have to know everything. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the the bridge between potential and reality Mm -hmm. is action. I love that. Take that action. You know, the the potential will never be realized. It'll never be materialized. It will simply sit there. Yeah. It's like a seed that hasn't been planted or a seed that you would want to hold on to for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Yes, that that seed's got a lot of potential, but that seed means nothing unless it is planted. Right. That's that's where I am right now, man. That's kind of the that's that's the season. It's it's a season of change. It's a season of um, you know, a new a new door opening on the job front, but also new doors opening in on the on the music side. Right. Def- definitely. Tell me about the album because I was like, that's one of the things that that kind of like prompted me. I was like, hey, like let's let's jump on the podcast because I was like. Of course, I want to have you on, but it's like more reason to now because you got something that you want you you created and you can put out there and share with the people. Like when you shared that thing with me, I was like, okay, like I I see you, Matt. Like I've always kind of tried to keep an eye and just be like, oh, what's Big Bro doing? Like what's he doing over there? And uh, just seeing it, and I like I hit the first track, and I was like, did I get the right one? And then I I heard it, I was like, oh, okay, okay, I see where you're going with it because I was like, the reason I I questioned myself is like if I got the right one because I was like. Okay, I know of like his piano, like jazz.
jazz background, but then you you hit me with something a little different. I was like, I like this. And then it blended in. I was like, oh man, I like this. And I'm not just saying that because it's like, you're my guy and we go so far back, but I was like, you got something. I appreciate that, bro. Um, yeah, so um, Close and Right Minds, actually CDs came in earlier this week, but nice. um, the, uh, yeah, so uh, the, the project actually started um, back in, I guess, 2020, 2020, the beginning of 2020 is when I just started putting together ideas and um, assembling ideas of songs, but nothing mm-hmm. really complete. You know, it's, it's like, it's just like how you may order a bike, mm-hmm. uh, but, or a piece of furniture. I, right. So a very recent experience we had is we ordered um, some outdoor furniture, mm. but when it came to our door, it was all in boxes. Right. Now, I don't profess <laughs> to be the most handiest of people. My wife is actually better with a nail and hammer than I am. Mm-hmm. She ended up putting all this stuff together. It wasn't me. Right. Um, it's like when you get all those different parts, but you have to assemble them to mm-hmm. make them make sense. That was what I ended up having uh, on my on my hard drive was just all these sessions of music, but they're a bunch of incomplete or fragmented ideas. And as we started going through um, last year, mm-hmm. um, man, 2020 was just tough. It was it was a tough year on the um, emotional front. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, a lot of people had some, you know, spiritual challenges, you know, the the coronavirus and the effects of that. You had the um, social injustice coming to the forefront. Mm -hmm. You had a lot of racial tension and you had probably the most divisive presidential election in history. Um, You combine that with the results and effects of, you know, the, the, the hurt, the anxiety, Mm-hmm. The depression, the oppression, the fear that people feel. Um, I'm processing all that myself with um, a pregnant wife mm-hmm. and um, the demands of work, you know, right. really coming um, heavier, you know, for, for what I had to do, even working from home at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're sitting in front of our screens all day. Right. Uh, and so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to respond to. The lines between home and work kind of got blurry. So it's like, when do I? I'm going to put my work stuff down. Oh, you can't. You can reply to it because you're at home now. (laughs) Right. Uh, But but, um, all that... All that kind of culminated into the songs and how I was, you know, kind of feeling, processing, going through things um, to channel some of that emotion and a lot of that that mm-hmm. energy and those experiences. Um, and a lot of it started to make sense over time. And um, the song you're referencing is Gear Up, the very first song yeah. on Close to Bright Minds. And I'll admit it's the title. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the, 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 it's my first time ever doing anything kind of on a trap style, mm. heavy 808s hitting out the gate. Just <clears throat> what, right. you, know, you feel it, you feel it down in your chest. Um, but I think that's, that, that's really, that really kind of goes with a lot of the raw emotions of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, coming from coming from a lot of the the pain and, and systemic pressures and all the different change, it just felt like something was about to break. Yeah. And um, that's kind of how I feel with those 808s. It's just this raw emotion coming out. And it kind of alludes to the title, which is Gear Up, uh, Closing Right Minds. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually a biblical reference, you know, with the, there was a man who had a, a number of different issues. The Bible calls him demon possessed. Jesus, mm-hmm. healed, you know, at the end of the day, the Bible says that he's sitting at the feet of Jesus clothed and in his right minds. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks a lot to how such an encounter ultimately leads to the pathway of peace, even in a storm, even when it seems like, you know, the, the, the sky is falling or, you know, it's just one piece of bad news after 
another. Mm -hmm. There is a solution and there is still, even in that chaos, there is the pathway to peace. And so um, after all the narrative of last year is kind of how, you know, I ultimately felt is I I can't worry about, can't worry about the, um, you know, I can't go through my day just worrying. Um, I can't go through my day just completely anxious. I can't go through my day totally down in the dumps and depressed, there's still a lot of good going on too. So that's what close and right mind speaks to is there's a lot of good. And if you search for peace, you can find it. And um, that to me kind of represents the wholesomeness of the experience that even I've been through. uh, My family and I have been through, um, even through some hardship. And so then you get to gear up the first one, that grimy, gritty, um, let me tell you what it is kind of vibe. And, you know, that that just comes from the the raw emotion and the raw pain of the the last couple of months. Um, and, and so from there, um, it's nine other songs. You know, the yeah. second song is, is um, change the channel. And what that simply means is if you don't like what you see, change the channel. You know, so much negativity on social media and in the news. Yeah. But there's also the reality that we, too, can be part of the change. Mm-hmm. You know, we can we can have a conversation with someone that we may not see eye to eye with. But, you know, if we can work towards any kind of reconciliation, understanding or healing, right. we are, too, part of the change, you know, that 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 common phrase, be the change you want to see. Um, If you don't like what you see, change the channel. But I think that also speaks to if there's a lot of negativity on your social media feed or on the news, you don't have to watch that. You know, your your mind is not a trash can. If there's a lot of negativity on it, just change, change what you consume. Make the difference. Um, And then it just, it kind of, it kind of meanders through ultimately to what I like the, the last song called A Laugh and a Half, which basically means at the end of it all, there's still joy. There's still a reason to be joyful. There's something to smile about. If you have to create a gratitude journal or if you have to wake up in the morning and write down five things that you're grateful for, do just that. Because the I think the overconsumption of negativity is poisonous yeah. and toxic and it's contagious yeah but to remedy that you got to find those things that you are most grateful for and just put a magnifying glass on those make yeah. those make those big you know put a put emphasis on those and watch your whole watch your whole demeanor and disposition change um, that's, and so that's what closing right minds is all about is even even in a in a chaotic mess there's still good there's mm. still reasons to be hopeful yeah. there's still reasons to be joyful and you're not going through it alone you're not you're not by yourself we're, we're navigating through this thing together um so it it's um it's really been a a, a joy to to create and put together um the first project i came out with was mellow density back in 2019 um times were different then yeah. closing right minds you know comes at the beginning of well it came out last month so still kind of early on into the year mm-hmm. and just really the, the packaging of of those experiences that you know are not just mine but i think are also shared across the board um and and so um i'm, I'm very I'm, I'm very pleased with the reception of it all and you know how far it's gone um three weeks ago it hit number eight on amazon's new releases in jazz nice. um had no idea that was coming right especially as an independent artist you know when you don't have the resources of a, of a big label and a machine pushing you you yeah. know, you're doing it all yourself, you and you and a few friends. So <laughs> hey, well, um, that, that means you're doing something right. 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it, it is a positive indicator, I think, of, hey, you know, we somewhere along the way, we did something we should have done. Mm. And um, I think that that was a, that was an eye opener, um, creates more gratitude in me. And then I think it's a motivator, you know, right. to say, hey, there's there's much more music in me. There's there's much more on the way. Um, I'm excited about what's ahead. I'm, I'm appreciative and grateful of the sport and the, the community that's kind of being built around it. Um, and so that's that's closing right minds. It's it's all that. Um, there's only one song with lyrics, a song called Just Stay by one of my good friends, Trey Suttles. Um, other than that, it's it's really telling the story uh, by way of a you know jazz piano. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I love it, man. The uh, it's like what? Let me ask you this: What's something you gained from 2020? Mm, I would say physically, I've gained a daughter. Mm. Well, physically and and really spiritually, um, I've gained. I became a dad. Mm. And um, if you ever plan on doing this someday, man, it's like uh, you probably heard your dad speak about it. Other dads, but it, it changes life instantly. Mm. Just your whole perspective. Things you thought mattered or were um, very important. Yeah. You kind of you kind of realize, you know, it, it, it has a way of reorienting your priorities. I'll put it like that. Right. Realizing what's most important. And, you know, for for um, for uh, for the dad to really help kind of the dad and husband to really kind of help set the tone, mm-hmm. set the standard um, to provide. Um, there's something in the motivation of waking up early in the morning, whether it's to work or, you know, on weekends. First thing in the morning is, is coming here into the studio. But um, realizing, too, how important rest is right. and the downtime and you know, kind of going for me from a go, go, go pace to slow down, smell the flowers, enjoy that time with my wife, enjoy that time with my baby girl. So I would say that's probably, well, I would say that is the biggest thing is um, our daughter, Ida, yeah. the way that she has, you know, just brought so much sunshine into our lives. Um, I'm better because of it. So mm-hmm. I'd say that's the biggest, the biggest takeaway of 2020 was um, was in a, in a, in a 19 pound, seven month old girl. Yeah. 19 pounds. <laughs> She's chunky, man. <laughs> man, chunky. she's ready to just, she's like, hey, I'm here. I'm telling you, man, she is, she, she is not a lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, that that's an awesome response. But of course, you gained the album because it's like you, you started working on it in 2020. And it's like, it's crazy yeah. to think how many how many positive things came out of 2020. And just like when you really take the time to change your perspective, or at least put your attention to one thing to be like, okay, let me let me unpack some of the things I already have in the background and not be consumed with just what I don't have or what may or may not happen. It's like we don't control the world. And and I was, I've been listening to this book called The Psychology of Money, and I, I think you'd really enjoy it. I, I found it on YouTube randomly, or I, I was thinking maybe it found me through my listening habits and things like that. And it's just talking about um, really when you talk about the psychology of money, it's not money necessarily because it's like that's something tangible that we can either see. But when you, you talk about money, obviously people talk about being rich or being wealthy and understanding the difference and why certain people make the decisions they make, which highlights the psychology of it. But it's really looking at, say, recent times like the 2008s, even I think it, it does a little brief in there about the pandemic upcoming. So he must revised it in 2019 
And um, just kind of going back when you think about the how even the idea of retirement came about or how people thought of um, how they're going to save for the future or before we even had airplanes, how people were so concerned and like, oh, man, this is so impossible. This isn't happening. That's not happening. And it's like um, a lot of that's that's the chapter I was at is saying like why pessimism is so attractive. And it's like it's easy to be pessimistic. It's easy to be like, OK, this is all going to fail. You, you actually get recognized for that as to where if you come in as like the optimist to be like, hey, guys, like this is going to work out. We've been through the Black Plague, polio, SARS, like Ebola. We've been through all these things. So like the world isn't going to end tomorrow. But like people, like there were a couple of people I remember last year, I was in Puerto Rico helping out with the FEMA effort. And a couple of people were looking and like people were just in a mad panic glued to the screens and things like that. You had people like on the constant watch, the constant counter, just like, oh man, this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing. And it's like, you kind of get what you, what you hope for, like whether, a lot of times what I'm what I'm learning this year is that it's not just in the things you say you want, but also in the things you say you don't want, because like you're you're attracting that you're almost praying for it to where you're saying like, oh, man, I hope this doesn't happen. And when it happens, it's like, oh, man, I knew that was going to happen. It's like, yeah, that, that's where you placed all your attention. That's where you placed all your focus. And um, what is it? It's, it's easy to blame God for the bad things, but not be grateful for the good things. And it's like all things work together for those that love God. And I, I remember kind of growing up somewhat with a misconception or I don't think I actually had the misconception, but just coming across so many people that had the idea that bad things don't happen to good people. But it's like, what makes you think you're so good that you're so much better than the world? Oh, we're supposed to be set apart from the world. We're supposed to be um, in the world, but not of the world. It's like, yeah, you, you, it's good to quote these things, but you need to quote them in context. And you need to understand that just like you might have gotten the good news and you might be trying to win souls and this and that it's like your soul may need a little saving too before you can go and actually try to help people and when i say that i'm not attacking anybody i'm just speaking to myself because i i can see myself on the screen right now and it's like just understanding that and embracing that it's like okay spend the time to go through counseling to go through coaching and not just like i guess there's different forms of it but the person that i've been able to link up with i met before I started podcasting and the idea was like, okay, hey, I stopped doing engineering work for the bit and like laying around not doing anything isn't isn't beneficial. So it's like, maybe I should retool my resume, put it back into the job market and see what's available. But I thank God for um, Regina because in her answering the call, um, she really prayed on it and she was like, is this really about a resume? It's like something like one of these is not like the other. Something doesn't line up. And it's like, it's almost like a divine intervention when we talk. It's like, we always do like a Zoom call because that way it's like, I can see your face and she can see mine. So she can like see your posture, your demeanor and everything like that. And it's like, yeah, 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 we'll get to the resume, but let's let's fix this right here. Let's fix your self image. Like what is, what is going on? What's got you so down? Like you're young, like you should be vibrant. I just turned 31 the other day and my dad sent me this picture where he got it framed from when we were back on a Thornton, I think Thornton Place or Thornton Ave where it comes up with like walnut. Yeah, and yeah. it's almost, it seems like it's a completely different person, like the poor innocent child before the woes of the world comes in. <laughs> and it's like, you just see like the joy. And I'm like, you know, I, that was a different life, but that kid's not, he didn't just die and pass away. It's like, no, he's still, still a part of me. And it's good to remember what 
like where I came from. And even in that time, if I think back, there are some negatives I can focus on, but it's like, hey, in spite of whatever was going on, there's like a, a uh, how would you say, a moment in time that was captured where you can see like, oh man, okay, there's still joy. In spite of what you think or thought was going on, there's still joy going on. So like you said, gratitude, man, is everything. Bro, yes, yes, you hit it right on the head, man. What you focus on expands. Yeah. And it's not that, it's not that even as believers, we're just immune to, you know, gravity affects us all. It's, it's universal. Uh, yeah. You know, even if, if you were to look in, in the Bible, man, the disciples and apostles were beaten. I mean, they, they went through stuff and, you know, there's, there's nothing, there is no guarantee in the Bible anywhere that says, because you believe you're immune to, or, yeah. you know, you, you can't be affected by, um, no, we're in it. We're here. Right. We're here. They were hunted and killed too. So yeah. it's like if if you really believe what you're gonna believe is like lay down and die right now. It's like okay, <laughs> because I I think I heard ET or or uh, someone say it's like I I uh I have more respect for Muslims than I do Christians because sometimes it's like a Muslim is willing to die for what they say they believe in as to where a Christian's like if you say oh you ready to die it's like oh no no. Oh, who, who's God? What? Right. Oh, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's real. It's, uh, it, it, you have to embrace the reality, you know, the reality of the world we live in. And, um, it's not like we're walking on air just cause we, just cause we believe mm -hmm. that that's something else. That's not, that ain't true. Right. You know, that's your, um, and then I think that. I think that there is there's always going to be something to um, there's always going to be something to be fearful of mm -hmm. um, and we can choose to feed that or we can choose to um, there's this jazz song called accentuate the positive there's there's something there there's always something we can look at strive toward believe for right. um, that really calls out the best in us and that that really brings out um, not just some you know, all things hunky dory, high in the sky um, belief, but but something that's really good. You know, we're 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 told to, to think on those things that are that are good, noble, praiseworthy. That you know, that's yeah. that should be our state of mind. It's not right. to ignore what's happening around us. It's not to be you know completely out of touch or out of pocket mm -hmm. with the state of affairs that we live in and even the realities around those. Right. But um, we still like. You know, you know, you said before, you have to go against the grain of even the most pessimistic and most doomdayish of um, narrative and rhetoric. Because if it dominates your mind, once it gets your mind, it takes everything else. You know, yeah. eventually what you're thinking and, and what you're meditating on is is uh, all that eventually is going to gonna manifest itself out one way or another. And um, if that's the way you live and if, if that's the way you conduct yourself, then, um, you know, things, <laughs> things may not be so good for you true but to to always know that even in dark times there's a light at the end of the tunnel you know the, the sun still shines even over the even over the the most you know desolate of places you know there's there's always something to be grateful for and to be mindful of that there's always something to laugh about something to smile about mm -hmm. um, and that can never that that can never be forgotten it's those that believe that who end up becoming the you know those who make the world better those who change the world those who blaze the trail for life to be better for themselves and for others right um, just to to be to be crazy crazy enough to believe and know that hey there's a possibility 
that, you know, everything ain't falling apart. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, so, as a society, we are so programmed to expect the worst. Yeah. Um, and really, truly, you know, you, you think about the people who, who did go against the grain and the people who did say, you know what, even though times aren't the greatest or even though I don't have the most resources, mm-hmm. there's something that I can still do to be of impact or to be of change. Um, and, you know, that... That's where the real growth is. That's where the real, that's where the real, uh, I, I think, I think that's where we are the best of who we're supposed to be, who we're created to be. Right. Um, and it's, it's, it's easy to be a critic. It's not so easy to be a creator. It's easier to consume than it is to go out and make something. It's yeah. easy to sit on the couch and be a couch potato, yep. or you can get out, change the world and make couch potatoes. <laughs> it's up, it's up to us. It's up to us. Um, and I appreciate you, man. This is, this has even inspired me even more um, to, to, to go out and do more and, and yeah. try new things and, and venture out because, you know, why not us? Yeah. Why, why not? Why not? Um, and then nothing holding us back. Right. But I mean, I, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, I've, 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 that's been kind of a, an awakening experience to me, you know, with closing right minds is, is, you know, you can literally, with your faith, you can create the future. You know, you mm-hmm. can create that trajectory. It took sitting in a studio, shutting off my phone for an hour or two at a time to create an album that eventually hits top 10 on Amazon. That took belief in me to say, I can do this. And it's never been done before. Or some things I took from, you know, the people I admire, George Duke, Herbie Hancock, Cock. Um, all these, all these greats, Miles Davis, John Coltrane, these people that I, you know, I, I listen a lot to that I pull from and use their influences in my music to create something that's unique and true to me. Um, but in this day and age, there's, there's nothing stopping us. You know, all this was, this wasn't done with the help of a label and I'm not, I'm not knocking labels, but mm-hmm. this was all done from a, a tiny little studio, you know, in a, in a, in a tiny little town, and sure enough, now it's making noise in the jazz world. And yeah. I think we have to ask ourselves, what's stopping us? What's holding us back? And is, is that hurdle real or is that hurdle perceived? Right. Um, regardless, regardless of whether we've made it up in our minds or not, what strategy are we going to do to to address it and get over it so right. we can go on and, and move forward? And I, I like the follow up that you gave. It's like, what's going on and what are you what, are, what am I going to do about it? Because it's like. It's easy enough to just ask a question of just like, oh, what's the problem? It's like, yeah, there, there are plenty of problems. And I think that's why, like the verse says, you you have to focus on those things which are good, which are noble, which are righteous. Like I may be misquoting it, but it's like you have to focus on the good because natural tendency, you're going to focus on what's bad. Because I guess, as they say, um, historically, from a human perspective, before we had the shelter, the clothing, um, just the shelter and the food that we don't have to rely on it every single day. Be like, okay, what am I going to eat today? It's like, whenever you're worrying about that, you you have to be thinking about, hey, what's around the corner? Is there a snake trying to bite me? Is there a lion chasing me? It's like, we don't have to think about those things now, not as frequently because we're not in the wild, but it's like, okay, focus on the things that that are going to take you a little bit further. And if if you're building something, maybe you you think about what's not going to happen, but like there's a story about, 
the German tanks, like everyone knows how Germany is so advanced with their um, automotive technologies. So I guess during the World Wars, they had these great big um, tanks that they had on the battlefield. And after they sat for a period of time, maybe during the winter, like they all failed for some reason and they couldn't figure out what was going on. And it was like mice had gotten in there and eaten up like some of the wiring. So they kind of short circuited. It's like, that's not something you, you think about as much as you might be like, oh, I want to think of all the problems. It's like, okay, well, you're going to be there for a minute. <laughs> there, you got a lot to think about. Like, it's not just going to be, oh, let me just do this and this. And it's like, you don't have to do a bunch of things. Like for you, it took taking an hour out, shutting your phone off just to be like, no notifications for an hour. And it's like, some people may think, oh, an hour is not a lot. But like, hey, if you can carve out an hour in a day, just even an hour in a week, if you've got to break it up into bits, like that's when they talk about compounding interest, you're in economics, like you understand what that means. And like, sometimes it's hard to see because it's always like that small step that you're taking. For me, it was like deciding in my mind, like, hey, I need help to do something that I'm not doing. Obviously, I can tell myself, hey, like you can update your resume, why pay somebody? But then it took enough humility to be like, let me get help because what I say I can do, I haven't done. And yeah. I'm either going to sit here and keep debating it's like, yeah, yeah, I can do this on my own. I can just all do it to where it's like, let me get help. And then even with this, like the idea was just have conversations with everyday people and highlight them who they are, what they do to where someone else can see themselves and kind of have that glimmer of hope that in spite of what you're going through, like what you do still matters. And it's not your job. It's not your family. Like it starts at the core with you. And then once you establish who you are, like all those other things that build on top of the foundation you have, yeah, it, it has more substance and whatever comes like, like it might shake the foundation, it might rain, it might do everything else, but you're on that firm foundation and you can continue to grow, continue to build. And that that's a beautiful thing in itself. Man, that's so true. That is, I mean, you you hit it right on the head with that, man. It's It, it starts inwardly before you can build outwardly. Um, you know, some of the old folks say you can't pour from an empty cup. Yep. It's, it's so true. Uh, unless you are full of those, those right things, you know, it's knowing that the future will be better yeah. that I can make a difference that I can make an impact and yeah. I have goals that I'm working towards and I'm looking to be better today than mm -hmm. I was yesterday and I'm right. looking to grow in this particular area and get better than I was even at this time last year and yeah. working towards that you know like you said it's it, it has truly been um an hour here and an hour there that eventually led to whole songs being created for closing right minds and it yeah. that's Look is was the investment of time from those fragmented pieces, almost like um, writing a sentence, just putting together this word here or I've got this word here, how do we make it all make sense? How do we right. make all different ideas and musical elements? How do we blend those together to make those make sense? And I think that's the story that even we're all writing is, you know, I know I'm good at this one thing. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm better at this one thing. I've experienced this. I'm weak in this area and I mm -hmm. may need help, but to string those together to make those make sense over time and then us being able to um, write that story. And then throughout the day, we share that story. You know, it's with the people we touch. It's with the people we communicate with. It's, the, it's with the people we help or even the people that are counting on us. 
mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in and of itself, because we're the book that people read, we in a way are sharing that story. You know, we're, right. we're writing that song. We, you know, it's, it's, it's those beautiful lyrics now coming together. So when, when people think of, when people think of Asher or when people think of Matthew, they think of all these, these pleasantries, these, these, these wonderful things. And, and maybe the way that we've perhaps made an impact on their, on their lives, you know, at some point in time, um, yeah. hopefully those memories invoke smiles. <laughs> but, um, you know, even though we talked about, you know, not being immune to the bad times, mm-hmm. how did we respond? Right. And, you know, was, was that response beneficial? Was that response helpful? Was that, was that response good for, for those around us? Yeah. Um, it's, starts it starts on the inside you know happiness joy peace man those are those are inside jobs getting mm-hmm. get to reach your goals and you know wherever the next steps those goals may lead to man those are those are done inwardly those those are those are those aren't um it, it doesn't it doesn't take a corporate boardroom or a team of 50 to get that done right it just it's a very decision you make with hey today today i'm gonna go against the grain today yeah. i'm gonna be different today i'm going to choose to be different today i will change my perspective about a matter and maybe this is not all bad <laughs> maybe this is good you know what? It's 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 how we respond to those that truly changes outcomes, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's that's what we're here to be. We're here right. to change outcomes, man. We're game changers. I love that. I feel like that's that's a perfect point to end on. I'm like, if I if I say too much more past that, I might I might just string it along too long. <laughs> but I. I appreciate you, Matt. Uh, is there, how can people find the album or like, how, th- how can they get the, the CD? Yeah. Yeah. So um, Closing Right Minds is available on all digital media outlets. So mm-hmm. if you like listening to your music on iTunes or Apple Music or Amazon or Spotify, Pandora, uh, Tidal, however you consume music, you will find Closing Right Minds there. Um, we've got some hard copy CDs that just came in. Uh, as an independent artist, you have to work with different distribution networks to get your stuff out there. So so my um, hope is that hard copies will also be available to order from Amazon.com. Um, but in the meantime, all digital platforms, it's out there. My main website is idavonmusic.com. That's the name of my music production company. Um, and then, of course, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Matthew A. Thomas. I'm there. Nice. I'll make sure to link all that in the description so that when once the episode comes out, people will just be like that. Oh. You just see, you just keep getting those notifications on your phone. Just like bing, 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 bing. Well, there's this thing called Linktree, and I just found out about it last year. So mm. the Linktree has just all these different links. Cause I just kind of, I just kind of spat off a lot of things right there. Yeah, um, you load the link, them up. Yep, yep. The Linktree lines them up, centralizes them, and wherever you want to go is every. It's all a click away. Yeah, it's funny. I I, I got to make sure I had to check mine the other day or last month. I was like, let me make sure when I'm posting these stories and things like I'm saying link in the bio. It's like, does the link actually work? Does it take them where it needs to go? Because I'm like. If something's broken here, I don't want to sound like a broken record. So you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go go to somewhere that doesn't even work. So it's like, I made sure I fixed it. And it's like once a week, I'll check back in. Just be like, does this work? Does that work? Is that working how it's supposed to? Okay, good. If not, like fix it and just let the people know, hey, it's all an issue. Fixed it. Just trust me this time. Up and run it. Up yeah. and run it. <laughs> awesome. 
Thank you for the time, man. I appreciate it. And I'll be reaching out hopefully more frequently. At least I, I don't want to make false promises. I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to reach out this quarter. Hey, it's a two-way street, brother. I got to do a better job too. I appreciate the opportunity to be on the, pod, on the podcast though. I've really enjoyed it. It's always a pleasure. You know, we go way, 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 way. <laughs> um, we're brothers forever, man. And I'm, I'm so proud of you. And, and um, thanks, thanks for the time. Thank you. And you're welcome. Absolutely. 